0: Hi, Nick here from Pods with Nick and James. Just a quick one before we get into this podcast. I want to say a massive thank you for the uh, support that we've received since starting these podcasts. We thoroughly enjoy it and we look forward to creating more. If you want to have your say on any topics that we've discussed, or suggest future topics, then you can do so at www.reddit.com slash r slash pods. And if you want to support us, you can do so for uh, from as little as one pound a month. And you can do that at www.patreon.com slash James. Anyway, back to the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Pods with Nick and James and for today to become three and today this is Pods with Nick, James and Adam. Welcome Adam, how are you?
1: Hello Nick, thank you
0: for having me, I'm doing well, how are you? Not too bad mate, not too bad and of course as always joined by James, how are you doing mate?
2: Not too bad, Um, yeah, muddling on through.
0: So we thought we would come to... Episode 10, I'm amazed that we managed to make it to 10 podcasts without getting utterly frustrated with each other, but well done, James, for stomaching me for 10 episodes now. Um, but on the 10th episode, we decided that we were going to do a special and introduce or uh, invite a friend along to join us. Um, and for this special, we've decided to go with Adam's topic, and Adam chose. What did you choose, Adam? Uh, so we're going to have a
1: little discussion about technology and uh narrowing that down because technology is quite a uh, a broad subject to mainly sort of privacy and data and sort of how you know data is manhandled and misused and all that sort of all that good stuff
0: awesome awesome so thanks for that um what do you think of the topic james
2: i think it's a, a fantastic uh, topic and like we've already dipped into bits and pieces of this you're absolutely right to specify what technology is because even even a sandal in ancient times is a is a form of technology anything that mankind picks up and uses as a tool is a piece of technology um so yeah like uh but what you have chosen specifically holds a lot of interest for me and has some real legs to it so uh, without further ado we'll go back to you
1: Oh yeah, so um, so yeah, shows this obviously. Uh, so uh, your uh, your your view is uh, probably aware that you know you guys worked together, and uh, that's how I met these two fine established gentlemen. Uh, so we worked for a little while in uh, IT, and so we've all got this mutual interest. So I thought this would be quite a uh, quite a cool little topic. Maybe we've all got a little bit of life life events and life advice to uh, to bring to the table so uh so just start things off uh gents how how secure do you think your data is
0: Um, not very secure fabulous so I'm, james
2: I, I i'm really sorry i'm really worried Me and like for like although me and nick uh I, you know what i'd genuinely say we'd get on um our views are are different i'm really worried that me and you are literally going to be parallel on this one because (laughs) when it comes to or maybe actually i'd go further i'd say it's not secure at all i like when uh when i click the yes i agree button it's because i'm pretty much i assume i don't read through the the terms and conditions quite often when i click that thing and a lot of people don't is because uh unfortunately my Somewhat satirical and sarcastic view of it is, I assume that I have no rights, that they're going to use my data however they want, and that there's nothing I can do about it, either use their service or don't. Um, And I'm sorry to be so negative and start things off on such a bad foot. Anyway, sorry. uh, Wait, is that true, or is that just paranoia?
1: Well you're on sort of a negative sort of output on that. Your data is fairly secure. Obviously, there's many sort of privacy laws and stuff that, you know, people have to abide by if they're manhandling data. Um, So, obviously, we know we've all got the GDPR um, that, you know, companies that hold more than, I think, it's like a thousand records of data they have to abide by. You You know, you can't hold data for more than you need to. You can't you know it has to be stored securely only people that need access are given access so in 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 a nutshell in the grand scheme of things it is fairly secure um however uh, there are such things as data breaches um that they're sort of the scary thing whether they're caused maliciously or uh, through people not doing their due, gil, due, due diligence
0: yeah absolutely
1: uh, obviously you know it, it's one thing having you know anonymous target a website and you know steal thousands of people's data and then it's one thing you know jeff down the road who's got his little black book because he refuses to you know go to the digital age and he leaves it on the bus and it's got all of his passwords in it and his credit card numbers and all sorts of things because that in itself is a data breach it's not necessarily you know
0: i mean i i someone's hacked into a server I speak up every time, I mean obviously within my role, I screen connect to other machines around the country, um, sometimes even outside of the country, but mainly inside the country. Um, And when I screen connect to these companies, there have been occasions where plastered on little Microsoft Windows post-it notes, sticky notes, are login names and passwords. And on one particular machine that I connected to, this lady opened her Excel spreadsheet in which she had every single login she had for any program and her password next to it. Now I always call it out if I see something and I'm like whoa hold on hold on you can't do that then I tell them and I explain why not in a, not not in an arrogant or an abrupt way but I just kind of go look for your own sake you, you cannot do that you have to have I at least say have a physical barrier between like your computer and your passwords so if you're gonna if you're gonna be that insecure with your data at least put it on your phone like don't have it all on your computer because now if i lock you out of your machine and just use your machine i have all the information i need right there to do whatever i want and i'm not going to do that because i work for a rep- reputable company and i like to think i'm quite a reputable person um however i know that there was a time our screen connect um, software, uh, the website, was fished. So there was a variant of our website which was different by I think one letter. I think there was oh. a uh, I think there was a number instead of a word, um, which was quite a simple thing to get wrong. But as soon as you connected to that, it downloaded the screen share and somebody started um, screen connecting to that machine. Uh, And it was something that was flagged to our security team when it was handled by the legal system. Uh, But it happens that quickly and that easily. And if you're that insecure with your data, what's the point in keeping passwords? You might as well just go, you know what, if I want to go on that website, if I type in my name, you just let me in. You know?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, you're 100% right, Nick. You know, people just... people not realizing the danger behind it now obviously i work in it and i work for uh in layman's terms a life insurance company and i'm sort of the main it of the company so i don't deal with other people outside of the company i'm mainly internal people and all these people when they start they're all given an induction and they're all told you know don't do this don't use the same parser for everything you know don't put your make don't put your password on a sticky note on your desktop don't have a notepad file full of passwords and stuff because as a life insurance life insurance broker i've got access to you know customers names phone numbers email addresses any health questions they have had to answer and so do the agents that you know make the calls and it's it it's it it confuses me and it it's so back-ended when I get a message from one of the agents and saying, I'm having a problem with my computer. And they've just screenshot their entire screen and send me a picture of the person's name, their address, their, their bank account detail. It's like, Whoa, what are you doing? Delete that bloody message. <laughs> you know, that, you, it, and they're all trained on it, but it's just simple things like that where someone's like, Oh, I, this update won't go away. And they've just got stuff on their screen. And it's just, people just don't think, it's, you know, cause I could, you know, they know that I'm IT, and they know that I'm working IT, and I won't steal that data. But what happens if I accidentally leave my desk open, and someone does come in and see that data? Well, then whose who's remit does that fall under? Um, you know, so it's just, the, I it, I can't just, it, it honestly boggles my brain when I have to see these things sometimes.
0: Yeah, um,
2: exactly.
1: Have you, have you Have you got any horror stories, James, that you've
2: experienced? Annoyingly, just more of the same. Like as you've said, Microsoft sticky notes are mostly used for passwords, and a lot of those passwords are to products which then contain other people's um, personal data. Uh, I think the the best one I've had. Uh, I don't know. Like sometimes people go old school, and sometimes the old school stuff is is in some ways safer like uh i had uh i had one person return a request for change form uh which is something that is required uh, in order to change things by post um which isn't necessarily secure sorry you know what that's that's different but like yeah you know what in short i've seen a lot of stuff that i'm not supposed to see Um, And quite often. Oh, I I do remember. I, I do love it when directors of companies let you on their machine and then they don't just have they don't just kind of let you see the Excel document for their own passwords, but the passwords for all of their members of staff.
1: Not just their password for the thing you're helping them with, but their password for their accounting's product, their password for their HR products, and their password yeah. for everything else on top of that. Yeah, and their yeah.
2: secretary's passwords as well. Yeah, so if exactly. I if I wanted if I wanted to, I could take a quick screenshot of that, uh, commit fraud, and have multiple people, yeah, put multiple people's uh, accounts involved in it. At which point, it's then very hard to track
1: exactly i mean obviously it's all ip based and stuff but you know they're not going to remember that the person they spoke to on the phone helping with one thing stole their data you know obviously because there's there's that element of trust isn't there between service desk and you know it consultants and you know support people with their customers they they sort of just are trusting enough that we're not going to do that yeah but still it's like they shouldn't have you know if he leave, he leave. there's leaving the key under the doormat, and there's leaving the door wide open.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I came up with a flawless, flawless tactic to uh, combat this. This was, um, this is me having one of my rants at my desk one day, and I came up with an absolutely flawless technique to, to combat um, the, the problems that we quite commonly face on the service desk. And that is the introduction of a technology license. And the the idea behind this is, if you are over the age of sixteen and not disabled, as in not unable to use technology, I think there should be a bit of a a green pass to that kind of um, situation. Um, But also, if you're like old, then like there should be a bit of an allowance given you given for you then, um, because let's face it, my nan is never going to use a computer comfortably, she's the kind of person that's going to use one finger to type out her entire email address and it's going to take four hours to do it. Um, But the idea is there's going to be a license, so you have to pass a test to obtain a license to use a computer or a phone or a light switch, just any kind of technology um, Mm. because the amount of times when I talk to people, for example I say to somebody, can I connect to your screen? And they go, yeah, sure, how do we do that? And I say, go to this web address, and they go, how do I do that? And I'm like, hold on, you can't go to a web address? Like, you can't go to an internet yeah. page? You won't open." It? And the one that gets me is when I get somebody go, go, oh, 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 is that on the Googles? And I'm like, okay, now I'm done. <laughs>
1: But the thing is, as well, it's usually, like, head of HR that says that. Yeah. It's never it's man. never the security, or the secretary, sorry, that's on the front desk. They know exactly what they're doing. But it's usually someone, like, high up in the company that's like, sorry, what's a file explorer? Yeah. It's yeah. all for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I know it's a bit of an IT tech um... Like IT technicians rant, but I firmly believe that there should be a bit more stringency taken when it comes to people being able to use computers, especially in places like the workplace. Um, like when like you're, professionally. yeah, well, like when you're, when you're in charge of more than just your own stuff. Yeah, like my phone, it connects to my bank account. It connects to um, like my things. But what i don't have the ability to do with my phone is connect to thousands of other people's data yeah um, so how i manage that is up to me
1: yeah i mean you do connect but not directly but i get what you mean yeah because your phone obviously has access to other things your phone could be infected with malware and that malware could spread through various apps and stuff that yeah. you use yeah, yeah. Yeah. so in a way yes um but on the similar lines, do you guys know what the or what the largest data breach was? And by largest, I mean number of like records stolen.
0: Was it a Sony one? Nope. No. Okay. Then I don't know, because Sony was huge.
1: Sony was huge. Um, I can't remember the exact figures, but there was one that's recorded as bigger. Now I don't know when this was taken. Uh, this survey. James, any idea?
2: Um... Hmm. It's not the one that affected our company, is it? <laughs> no. No. Um, okay. Fantastic.
1: So, there, there's a website out there called CAM4. Now, I'm told this is for um, gentlemanly pleasures. Um... Uh, at, do with that information what you will. But in 2020, uh, they were subject to a data breach where 10.88 billion records were seized by hackers. Um, this included data such as the full names of people, email addresses, sexual orientation, chat transcripts, uh, email correspondence, password hashes, IP addresses, and payment logs for 10.88 billion records. Um, so. Wow
0: that's like 20 busy men
1: yeah promo yeah that's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a jolly good afternoon um yeah but you know it's it's remarkable you know and that was that was 2020 and there wow. was um there was one as well before that by yahoo i oh. think this one was put out a little bit uh, this got quite a lot of media attention because obviously it's not an adult website uh, but yahoo in 2017 Um, Three billion accounts.
0: Yeah, um, it's why I stopped using the
1: Yeah, that was including names, email addresses, encrypted passwords, and security questions, and answers in plain text. Because why why not encrypt things?
0: I mean, encryption's just for tech nerds, isn't it?
1: Apparently so. I mean, so they encrypted the passwords, but didn't encrypt the uh, security questions and answers. So you just logged on when I forgot my password and just do the answers and get the password that way. It's just, it, sure.
0: Yep. Fine. You know, no problem. I haven't got a problem with that.
1: <laughs> so you know, it's it's all these big companies. Um, do you want to hear about some uh, some of the some of the sim- silliest breaches that I've managed to find?
0: Yeah. Go on. Go on. Uh, yeah.
1: So. In 2013, Glasgow City Council had a data breach when a folder containing sensitive documents, including job applications, contracts and bank details, was found by a a pedestrian on a public street. Um, It was suspected that the folder blew out of a window.
2: (laughs) Wait, 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 really? (laughs) Yeah. uh,
1: mm. Glasgow's quite windy and uh it, I is. Think, it, yeah. it it is but yeah just so a pedestrian on the glasgow street was walking along found a i'm presuming a uh, a brown folder that said confidential on the front of it flicked it open and there was job applications and contracts and all sorts of other things that there was just lying on the street and then uh it's just things like that and then uh, we all know about the uh the uh, uk ministry of defense who left a laptop on a train
0: yeah yeah that's one i was going about about to bring up yep
2: to be fair like they're they're not great generally like i'm not gonna go into exact details but a friend of mine has the same name as somebody who works in the ministry of defense and she just kept on receiving James Bond. Um, no, but uh, she just kept on receiving, just really sensitive data, and every single time she just kept on saying, "Hi guys, I'm not this person. Please stop <laughs> sending me this stuff." And at that point, they like the the response was always, "Oh, oh, oh this isn't as bad as it seems." She should have replied Russian. That got a, a bit twitchy oh fantastic
1: <laughs> oh Janet you silly goose of course it's you have this list of terrorists
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, and there's another one in 2017 where the NHS who you know we all we hold dearly in this country um but by god are they silly sometimes uh they sent out an email to 37 people disclosing their HIV status because they put people in the CC field rather than the BCC field um so, thirty-seven people were told of thirty-six other people's HIV status no, as well no, as their own. No, no,
0: no, that was intentional. What they wanted to do was start a support <laughs>
1: Create group. Create a support group, yeah. <laughs> <out.
0: laughs> and
1: here's thirty-six other people you can have a chat with.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant! No, oh, it's not very good at all. <laughs> Just
1: um, we've not got funding, so why don't you set up your own support. Group? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just. Uh, but yeah, it's just data can go missing in all sorts of different ways, can't it? Yeah, it's not. It's it's not criminals all the time. I think more than half the amount of times it's not criminals. It's usually negligence. Yeah, through yeah. people's own silly things and leaving sticky notes on their desktops or little black books or folders blowing out of windows. Um, mm. It's just crazy. It's crazy, yeah.
0: crazy. I mean, I, um, I've spoken with a couple of IT companies, and obviously, we've got a certain security protocol with the software that we use, um, in which, like, if you if you were to come to me and say oh, I need this, like, your software installed on my uh, computer, there's a set process that I go through certain, um, certain. Um, boxes that need to be ticked, and like security policies that need to be implemented, um, then you get on onto a, like, a company's own IT company who is doing my job for that company, so instead of, like basically I go to that IT company and go, okay, basically what you're going to do from here is you're going to do X, Y, and Z, you're going to install this, then you're going to install this, and then you can run this, um, and they go and do that for the hundred people that work for that company. And then you get a phone call from a worker in that company later on. And what they've actually done is they've bypassed two of your security protocol in order to make it convenient for the staff. And you end up sitting there having a heart attack going, oh, no, no, no you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't do that. And the fact that it's an IT company that have done that, you kind of sit there and you go, why, why are you paying them lots of money to look after your data when they're not looking after your data?
1: I mean, yeah, that usually happens when you have, like, out-of-house IT. Yeah, you know, When, yeah, like, yeah. smaller companies hire another company to do your IT for you. They, they're they not invested. I mean, financially they are. Yeah. But they're not investing your data. They don't care about your data. All they care about is you're paying them at the end of the day.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: That, so... But you know, that's,
2: that's my problem with every single company. It, it's at a point where... yeah I, I i don't know i don't know how to put it just the fact that you nobody's looking after the other person's good or interest it's all
0: it's a lot just it's just yeah. the bottom line it's just
2: yeah. yeah and i i guess that's the thing that just kind of annoys me and doesn't surprise me that there's a lot of Negligence when it comes to other people's datas and other people's yeah. Um, being, yeah, just. Oh, sorry. You know, what? I don't know where I, I. Yeah, I could quite I mean, easily yeah. get quite. It's, pro- quite it's, angry so it's probably
1: written that. somewhere in a contract that you have to care, but I mean, who reads the fine print?
0: Oh, exactly. And on the topic of fine print, you, have you watched much of uh, Black Mirror?
1: I don't. I, I'm going to be honest with you, Nick. I don't watch TV, mate. You don't watch TV? No, nah, I haven't got the attention span for it.
2: A friend of my... Um, so, several of my more intelligent and discerning friends...
1: Oh, I don't believe that for a second, James. Are,
2: ...are massively into Black Mirror. However, I will admit, I have seen one episode. It was an episode which uh was a parody of star trek i watched it oh, because yeah. there was an element of it that was a parody of star trek and as a result of that i yeah as a result of that i watched it yeah you know like um but i have heard to be fair i've been put off the first episode because i've had the plot explained to me in depth and my mates have gone into just how good it is and why it's so great, and I it's mean, just like. There
0: are some episodes that are better than others, but I will say that Black Mirror is fantastic. It, it's, it's, such it's such a, a good, smart show. It's such it's a, a good smart movie. show, is what I've heard. But one episode that I want to really go over um, is an episode which I'm pretty sure if the viewers have, uh, or the listeners have. Uh, um, watch the Black Mirror, they'll be sitting there like shouting the uh, name of the episode out already. It's called Joan is Awful. Um, and essentially, this woman works for a corporation. You, all you see is this woman starts the day, um, goes to work um, as normal, sits down at her desk, has to fire someone, as you would expect to happen in her role in the company, fires this person, um, gets a text message from an ex-boyfriend, And um, uh, goes home to her husband after meeting up with her ex-boyfriend for a drink, ends up kissing him, regrets everything, goes home to her boyfriend. And then he's sat there with her current partner watching TV and um, her life starts playing to her on the TV. And basically, Uh. it's AI generated footage uh, because she'd ticked the um, Terms and Conditions inside the 400 page Terms and Conditions was that this company, which is just a um, rebranded Netflix, shall we say, um, has the right to then use her life's happenings as footage, as episodes. Um, And it makes it more personal, and it makes people more engaged and and that's their idea behind it. Um, But she's got no right to go and turn it off. Um, and as much as like the episode goes a bit further than that, um, like the, gra- the 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 ground of it is like people don't read the terms and conditions of a lot of things. They just click away, type like type. Oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Click, bang, that's it done. And the terms and conditions. I mean, I've heard tell that anything that you put on Facebook or any Facebook owned um, application is property thereof, Facebook. Like, as soon as you put it on there, it's no longer your photo anymore. It's no longer your post anymore. It is Facebook's data. Um, and your phone listens to you because you tell it it can do that. And it listens to you and then gives you adverts based on what it can hear of you, you know? And you're like, but that's eavesdropping. Like, if you're listening to me to give me adverts, then what else are you listening to me for? If when I post this picture online it's no longer my data, it's no longer my picture, then, like, who owns it? Where is it going from there? Because I no longer have control of that. That's now somebody else's. And that can be used again and again and again willy-nilly by these companies. Um, and it really does bring that home. And I think that's what they were going for when they made Black, that episode of Black Mirror. was like, be careful what you're doing. As much as nobody ever does, like, please be careful. Like, it's not all just a given that they get to look after you. Somebody might actually go. You know, we're not going to. We're going to use our, our rights to completely do the opposite of look after you and make loads of money off of you.
2: I will be honest with you. If you look back through human history, our you know our records of looking after the other um, isn't great. Just generally, I realise we... that's like saying the sky is blue, but uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Just... I mean...
0: Jesus Christ just, just, um literally like literally came to us told us how to live good lives and then we we nailed him to a cross I mean I don't know what you're talking about
2: I mean mm, mm, yeah yeah I in a nutshell I, 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 what I wonder about how much does our phone actually hear because you know like am I gonna be for example, am I going to go to the toilet, come out, and then have it say, "Oh, we noticed that your p cycle is slightly longer than average, or slightly shorter than average." Have you thought about being tested for diabetes? Mm. You know, so eventually, like, yeah. probably eventually, James yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
1: Eventually, there's all sorts of stuff in the pipeline. I mean, that, that that was one of the things I was going to I was going to mention, Nick, about your phone always listening. Mm. I watched a um, I watched a video of someone um It was on YouTube, so. Take with that, with a pinch of salt. Uh, but the gentleman uh, unpacked a brand new phone straight out of the box. He signed into it with his brand new Google account, put it on his desk, and then started going on about how he really needs to go out and buy a new toy for his nephew. Um, he really wants a new toy, and he, you know, he likes the colour blue. So it'd be really good if I had some blue toys. And went continued as such for about yeah. like five minutes, yeah. and then just went onto Google and just searched through and flicked his like finger. And no doubt there was toys, kids' toys, and yeah. there was specifically blue toys, and things were angled towards like what, what young boys that you yeah. buy your nephew. And it, it was so it was a a brand new phone on a brand new Google account, and it it found it because it's always listening. There's yeah. always stuff going on. I mean, no doubt probably because we've mentioned before about d- recording this podcast. My phone's probably picked that up, and I'm gonna get targeted adverts for a nice brand new Yeti snowball microphone and a nice pop filter, and you know, and all these sorts of things because that's what people who record podcasts usually have. So it, it's probably it's it's probably already in the pipeline. It's probably saved on my Google profile in some big database in San Francisco or wherever Google's located nowadays. Um, that I recorded a podcast once.
0: <laughs> that exact no, scenario is the reason I deleted Facebook off of my phone I was talking to uh, my partner about Christmas presents and uh, mentioned a specific toy store, went on my phone opened up Facebook you know that typical mindless scrolling that you do like whilst you're conversing, like, conversing with people I opened Facebook and the first advert right in front of me was this toy store and I was like no no I'm done I just deleted yeah. Facebook there and then was like, no, nah, you're not doing that. You're not doing that. Um, but my phone still yeah. does. It, I mean, Google still throws things at me that I've I've been talking about, and I'm like, no, no, I don't want you doing that. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, if you go onto a website and accept cookies, it's mm. effectively saying it's we're okay to do targeted stuff and we're okay to do this sort of style of thing. So it's all recorded somewhere. It's not just Facebook. Obviously, you know, Facebook's owned by what are they called now, Meta. And that Not sort so, yeah. of group, and obviously yeah. Google's, Google's, it's their own thing. So they're all got separate, you know, brands and pretty good separate databases. You know, if they decide to share that data, it's probably unlikely, but, you know, it's just because Google's got something on you doesn't mean Facebook has, but, you know, on you know, to sort of Facebook as well. You know, what do you, what do you think, Nick and James about, um, you know, when you go for a job interview and they scroll through your socials and try and find out if you're you know a maniac or something do you think that's sort of a bit creepy
0: i mean they'd be bitterly I... disappointed on because i haven't posted anything on facebook or um, instagram <laughs> in about three years four years so um, i don't exist as far as social networking goes at the moment
2: i mean i think people have a a right to privacy um and i think that People should be allowed to go out and, if they want, take photos of uh, of having a nice time and not have to worry about... Like, I guess the... I mean, it's a public... If you post it on a public domain, expect a public response. This is something that a friend of mine um, constantly... No, nope, that's not fair often talks about um and it but he uses it no i'm gonna stop myself there because that's also right specifically to do with this fine short answer short answer adam yes that's fucking creepy i don't think they should be allowed to do it i don't think that I i think that it's a tool That that happens nowadays, and as we are all applying for jobs in separate towns, separate places, a lot of stuff's online now, there's too many people to police, we've got too many physical walls um, in place, and everybody's got too much much space, too much stuff, too much privacy, so of course companies have found ways of looking around that, and people who want extra information have... uh, have found ways around that. It just annoys me, though, that even even in that situation, it's not going to be the best person who gets the job. It will be the person who covers their tracks the best.
1: Exactly. I mean, the way that I thought about the whole situation is, Nick, imagine you're applying for a job and you sit down and the, the interviewer brings out a tattered book and you look. you look over and you see... Nick Thorpe year two and they flick through and go so Mr Thorpe it says here you think Rolf Harris was a good man sorry we don't like paedophiles here and then you don't get the job based on that it's very similar to how people who go through your socials will be identifying it
0: yeah there's definitely two sides to the story though isn't there like if the tool exists then people are going to use it um the only thing I'll say is like is there any really is there really any need to post it in the first place if you're yeah, exactly. worried if you're concerned that it might be used then why are you posting it in the first place you know
1: exactly you know if, if you're posting pictures of yourself you know tattooing swastikas on people and you know going to kkk marches and stuff you're probably not a very nice human anyway and they'll probably gather that through the interview yeah um yeah you know, but you know but it, it, when I was, you know, younger, and I was, you know, ten, twenty years ago, and I posted, I thought the prime minister was a bit of a twat. Well, then why should that then prevent me from getting a job further down the line in politics? You know,
0: is the company owned by the prime minister?
1: Yeah, no, it's not. It's not personal. I didn't, <laughs> in that instance, but yes, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's, you know, why should you know, twenty ten Adam be punished?
0: No, why should twenty twenty three Adam because of 2010? Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You can't go back in time and punch Adam in the face. Like. <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes I wish you could.
2: Well but... done. You you avoided a James kind of conversation there. <laughs> um, moving on.
1: But yeah, you know, it's it's just it's really really creepy, and just there is just no privacy. Like I say if you put something in a public domain, it. It's now public, that information is, you know, free to use, you know, you don't, you don't have, uh, people come around your house when you start to Facebook reading your Miranda rights, you know, you have the right to remain silent it's like, well, no, I'm going to post these pictures of my holiday in Magaluf, thank you very much, but it's just, uh, it's just so creepy, just I like the idea of some middle-aged woman going through my social media from 2010, 2012 when i was but a mere child yeah and being targeted like that because i had different opinions and obviously you know we grow as people you know 13 years ago i probably believed and did some stupider things that i probably wouldn't do nowadays so you know that shouldn't really impact me getting a job
0: now. no no you're you know, right you're right but like i said if the tool exists if the ability to use it exists and um, what you don't get from people is, um, or not, what you don't necessarily get from everybody, is an upfront, honest display of who this person is. What you get is their, um, their per- to be performed, briefed, yeah, performed, auditioned, um, predefined version of themselves that they want the employee, the employer to, to know. So, being able to have that that um, like unfiltered perspective of a perspective employee, it probably does help from a pers- from an employer's uh, perspective. Like, it probably does really help to ensure that what you're getting is what you want, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, because I, I used to work at, in McDonald's when I was younger, and um, I had a customer voice. It wasn't this sultry tone that you hear now. Um, it was very much my sexy customer service phone voice. Um, and I always used to get commented when I used to be like in the office or something, I have talking like a mouth, like a drunken sailor. And as soon as I walk out, say, like, Oh, hello there. How can I help? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it's the, the, you, if you don't do those sort of background searches, it's why people do, um, the criminal searches and check your criminal records, because then you're not going to be upfront about that in the interview. Yeah, like, oh by the way, right. a couple of years ago, I was done for assault on a minor, but can I come work at this school? You know, it's it's not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be upfront about that in your interview.
0: So it's they fair. have he to did, do. He did, did still know, want muffin. Get...
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did call me uh, a really bad word. So I, uh, I might have ripped his fucking throat out. You know, but you know, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not you, you, if if you're not forthcoming with that information, they're gonna have to find it from somewhere. You know, I agree that you know if there's a tool about there you know is this person a creep dot com you type someone's name in and you get, get an answer you know it exists people are going to use it aren't they
2: yeah exactly that, that's annoying as well because imagine you type in your own name
1: it's like oh this person I, is a creep
2: no I would not want
0: a website that defines because I, I have got I've rubbed up a, I've rubbed a lot of people up the wrong way <laughs> in my life yeah same <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure I would have many minus karma points on the, whatever website that would be
1: yeah. Have you heard of this website? I think it's, have I been pwned or have you been pwned? No. So you go onto this website and you type your email address in and it searches for anywhere that your email is listed with their password. Mm. And so it's like these sort of public-facing websites that are like, oh, by the way, the, you, you, this, uh, this email address and its password was released on these, this many websites and this many databases. And it will let you know what the password that they found is. Obviously, other websites are available, um, but
0: are you advertising now?
1: Yeah, apparently so. Um, <laughs> but you know, but the amount of times that I used to go on these, I went on this website when I was younger, and I typed in my email address, thinking, "I'm really, I'm really clever." Nothing's like, "Oh wait, that's my password." Oh, oh shit. Okay, and I have to change it myself because reverse, reverse. Yeah, exactly. And you know, speaking of sort of self-worth and stuff. Um, do you know how much uh, your data costs? How, if you, if you were to give your sort of basic data a price?
0: Well, I know I, don't I, get, were... I know I don't get anything personally from my data, which I think is completely backwards. Um, I think if people are making millions and millions of pounds off of my data, then I should be entitled to some kind of royalty,
1: right? I mean, you, you'd like to think so, uh, but... You know, say say I was I was a humble hacker, and I I managed to make a little a little profile that had your name, your address, your sexual orientation, and all this sort of stuff. Do you know how much that would uh, that would cost? No. How much someone would buy that information for?
2: No. Or pounds fifty.
1: Uh, James, you pride yourself a bit more, sir. Uh, the average cost for a person in our demographic in America, as of November 2020, is about 11 cents.
0: Get out of town. Well, I should be yeah. worth at least one cent of that.
1: <laughs> like, I like it's a bit more money. Yeah, yeah, it's.
2: Uh, I I'm in I mean, that that cheap.
0: It is what it is. People are going to use my data as soon as I put it online. They're going to use it. But at least like show me some recognition, man.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's 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 just people. It's just your average cost of data. Obviously, it's more for younger people because that's a higher demographic.
2: You know what I'm going to start so, doing? Before... I, again, I am insulted, it's because they've got more of a future to ruin, isn't it? Pretty much. You know, no. I'm, I
0: am going to, I've am i decided I'm going to start, anything that I'm going to post online, what I'm first going to do is I'm going to print it off, put it in an envelope and send it to myself, so I can prove that I created it. <laughs> it's copywritten then, you know, I've got rights to that.
1: You are your own person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then I can post it online, and anybody making money off that, I can take them to call. Yeah, nailed it.
1: So it'd be nice. it be nice if we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so according to this uh, this government website, I think it actually it wasn't a government website. That was a lie. Um, but according to this website, uh, if you're aged eighteen to twenty-four, your average cost of data per person is thirty-six cents. Um, because you're a bit more of a higher demographic, obviously people don't want to buy one person's data. Usually it's a database for the thousands. You know, so if you take that into account, someone sells a, a database with a thousand names on it, you know, that's $360 just for that one, one bit of database, which sounds all right. But if you narrow it down per, per person, it's only 36 cents.
0: And then uh, you knock royalties 20... off. Like, yeah. 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 Not even yeah, hopefully that much, yeah. Get,
1: once I get paid for it as well. Uh, uh, 25 to 34, it's about 11 cents. 35 to 44, it's 12 cents. 45 to 54 is 27 cents, and 55 plus is 5 cents.
0: Hold on, so presume... 12 cents. I'm tw- you oh, you, you... Under- you undervalued me,
1: man. I t- oh, sorry, I forgot that you were an old man. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you're you're 12 cents. Uh, obviously, it spikes up with 45 to 54. Um, I presume that's because the more vulnerable adult. See, really, really old and vulnerable people, so 55 plus, they're really dirt cheap. Probably because they're so easy to give their information away. It's not that hard.
0: Is it really their their data if they can't remember it anymore?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: That was a bit harsh. I'm sorry. That was so so heartless.
1: (laughs) But then, you know, that's for like basic data. Yeah, so, you know, that sort of basic, you know, PII. Do you know how much in America uh, your full healthcare records would cost someone?
2: Total grand. Uh, James, any idea? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Your full health records, like, yeah. that's that's quite a big deal. That's not just... Hi, my name is James. I'm from this town. Yeah, you know, no, it,
1: like that. We're talking blood type. We're talking any yeah and stuff. Yeah, any mm. if if we, if you were to put a monetary value on that, obviously, if you were selling, you'd obviously mark it up. But these are people that have, ah, uh, you see, have that's
0: finished. where I went wrong. I was selling, so
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, honestly, um, okay, I would say that's worth at least thirty nine pounds ninety nine
1: games, you're undercutting yourself. Maybe it's not a lot on your healthcare record. Uh, in America, the average healthcare record would cost, uh, someone on a dark web, about
2: $250. So the full... Really weird. So, like, basic information is 12 cents. Yeah. And, but full, to learn about my bonitis, it's going to cost you $250.
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, but it's not necessarily for malicious means. You know, that's people that then they can get a better demographic of people. And you know, see, oh well, maybe we would do some more targeted ads based on this because this many people have got this ailment and you know those sorts of things. But something else will shock you. Um, do you know how much it is for card details? So for someone to steal and sell your like credit card details,
0: does it? Does it? Does the balance on the account come into come into account?
2: Uh, it does, but on average. Okay. Okay. Five hundred. dollars
1: James has got a lot of money.
2: <laughs> He's loaded oh for God. that. With <laughs> <laughs> that or
1: a high credit limit. <laughs> no, uh, it's a uh, divide that by a factor of ten, James. It's about. Uh, no, factor of a hundred. Sorry, uh, five pound uh, Five dollars forty get your car details wait wait um, so
2: t- again 250 pounds for medical records which yeah okay so 200 and is this just the difficulty of the information to get it's most because...
1: likely yeah because you, you would probably have to target someone specifically to get their healthcare records but if you're getting payment details you know you get onto a website you get into a database you can have thousands of people's accounts for that you know, the ease of access of them, because they're all going to be in the same place, just under fair different right, names, aren't right.
0: they? So, criminal record data must be worth a bomb, right? Uh,
1: probably, um, on that, in sort of those guards. I don't have the uh, the number in front of me.
0: Although, to be fair, you just browse Facebook for that kind of data, don't you?
1: Exactly, yeah, it's the people post it up in jail again. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's just... You can put a price on how much someone is. You know, the same way go, someone cost me an arm and a leg, you can go, all £34.50, you know, because that's how much probably an arm and leg costs. <laughs> you know?
2: Mm.
0: I hope when I go for bionic arms and legs, that's how much they cost.
1: Oh, no, an actual arm and leg. On ice.
2: On ice. Mm. The, the annoying thing here is, though, you've got to then, like, you've got to have the fridge or... Fr- no, sorry, freezer most definitely freezer ready you know like that that's good that's a lot of room i feel like we're overthinking yeah. this quite possibly. possibly
0: we're not
1: starting <laughs> a business
2: james you know you just got to think about these things though like as costing an arm and a leg like what is someone going to do an arm and a leg with like if you look at what money needs to be like it needs to it needs to be sustainable it needs to have the same value to everyone it needs to be transportable it needs to not spoil arm and a leg doesn't do that anyway sorry moving on
1: yeah let's say it's just well you know sort of it's just crazy you know people go through all this effort to you know hack websites and get into databases and people leaving passwords unattended and You know, laptops unencrypted and, you know, things like that. And at the end of it, you're not worth much in the grand scheme of things, you know, monetary-wise. Obviously, you know, we're all just small cogs in the one big, you know, machine of life. And...
0: I still want royalties. I don't care.
1: (laughs) I say, not that I'm trying to discourage people from uh, bothering to, you know, look after your stuff. Because, see, you know... But albeit you're, you know, one cog in the machine of life, your cog is very special to you. So, you know, people should take a bit more care in, in their own you know, personal well-being, as well as, you know, your online presence, you know, your data footprint. You know, so it would be. Um, but, you know, it's just your, your, your data is worth a lot more to you than it is to other people. So maybe people should take a bit more care in looking after their own data.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and not just other people's data, like not just your data, but everybody else's. If you're in a position where you are, like yourself, you you work for a company that has a database of names, numbers, accounts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, you obviously yourself you you pride yourself on being um, astute. And careful when it comes to how you manage that data and how you protect that data yourself. Like, please, please do that yourselves, guys. Like, like, take these steps. Like, protect other people's data. Probably more than you protect your own, because it's not yours. That sounds really pathetic, but yeah, it's exactly what I mean. It's it's not yours. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: do a lot more damage with yeah. it going missing.
0: Then... Anyway, have you yeah. got any more there, James? Uh, Adam?
1: Uh, I've uh, that That's sort of the end of my notes, gents.
0: No worries. Um, so I thought, um, I thought, it being a special, it being ten episodes in, we could have a little bit of fun. And um, I drew up ten questions that I've got based on this topic, which I'm going to pitch to you guys and then you guys can kind of confer and see if you can come up with the answer to the question yourselves and then throw it my way, all right? Sound we'll
2: good? got our best shot. No worries. I will no worries. definitely do my best. And obviously listeners, I will get distracted though. See, you do yourself. just in my nation.
0: No problem. It's it's kind of why I've I've, I've started now to be fair, like um yeah, that's fair. So, um these are all topics around centered around technology. Doesn't necessarily mean computers. It is technology, um, and it's a broad spectrum. Okay, um, and also these questions were written by an autistic bloke, so um, I'm sorry. Before we get started, all right? I'm sorry, but have a bit of fun, all right? So I'm going to start with question one, all right? So question one, um, which two blockbuster movie franchises based around technology and its ability to control humanity are linked both by creator and by its law.
1: Now you see I don't watch films. So. So. Sort of two major blockbuster films.
0: Franchises. I will say franchises. You've got to be careful with that one.
1: Okay. Uh. Any ideas, James? You're more of a film person than me.
2: It's not a Maze Runner and the Hunger Games, is it?
0: No, not in this, not in this um, instance. Um, I'm sure these... it's probably Matrix.
2: Okay. Mixed with it, something else. It's, okay. Is the Matrix one of them? Because that one is. Yes. I yes. Guess is the obvious one. I will say just... that.
0: It is, yes, the Matrix.
2: But is Black Mirror
0: made by the same people? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> they are movie franchises, I will say this. Well, the I know it's... The,
2: the, the, the annoying thing here is I... You said it's law, which that I know it's it means its thing, but unfortunately that had me immediately going to the laws of robotics, which made me then think of iRobot. Yeah. but that's written by Isaac Asimov a writer from the 1950s no. who I'm pretty sure is now dead so it's not the same not the not same, the same no. thing
1: do no, no, no. do you mean law as in the LAW law, L-O- law? L-O-R-E oh, the back yeah, okay, yeah. okay so something that goes along with the Matrix now I don't want to uh, trouble your listeners for too much longer was us rambling about movies um because I have no idea um
2: I wasn't wasn't aware of any spin-off to the Matrix series, other than the Matrix series.
0: As a matter of fact, it came before...
2: Get Out of Town. Yep. Is it
1: Terminator?
2: Absolutely! (laughs) No! Yeah. No, get the fudge out of town. Yeah. Look it up. Right. Look it up. Really? That was made by the. That was what? What was written Stewart. by the same people?
0: Sophia Stewart created *The Terminator* and *The Matrix*, and they are linked. You think they're of in the same universe? *Terminator* as the birth of the machine, um, taking control over humanity, and *The Matrix* as humanity taking back control from the machine. Mm. Mm. there's so much more to it as well there's like hints of uh religion in there as well obviously um
2: well in uh, the matrix and in the Matrix, like they often yeah they they're just the references are left right and center yeah yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah you know it's i thought that cool. was absolutely unbelievable when i found that out so i had to put that in
2: I mean I'm really disappointed now that somewhere in the matrix there's not people trying to watch TV and then it turns out that there's just a flame inside the TV. No, not getting that reference. Not getting okay, that reference. No, no. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's in it's in the, it's in the starting it's in the starting uh series it's in the starting uh, sequence scenes of the of the terminator where it's trying to set up the world as an uh, okay. incredibly negative. Okay. Um I thought
1: like, you're referencing the IT crowd, James.
2: No, that was that in turn was referencing <laughs> like Terminator in its own way.
0: And walk away.
1: <laughs> my my pop culture references only goes far back as like the IT crowd. <laughs> I mean
0: what okay, a, what, like, a, what, a, what
2: a I'm an old man. What a ladies show ladies and gentlemen. What
0: a, show. what a show. I mean they even had the internet on there.
2: Yeah, like mm.
0: the internet. Well, they Something.
2: got they got you know they got the pass from the Hawks.
0: Mm. Yeah, 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 oh, from London Bridge. Mm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> okay, question
0: two. Question two. Well done, guys. That was not an easy one. I'll say that. Um, question two. So you'll probably get this straight off the cuff. But ChatGPT is an active learning language model system. Which AI software is used as its base, and which release is it currently on?
2: Right, well, I know it's 3.5. Damn it, I was going no, to say 3. Actually, no, wait, they,
1: their premium version is 4, but their current Whoa. base freemium, uh, freemium, yeah, if that's, that's a word, version is 3.5.
0: If it's not now, patented. <laughs>
1: um, but you say, what What language is it built on, do you say?
0: Which AI software is used as its base?
1: Um, oh, goodness, I think i Knew this one. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not gonna, you know, beat around the bush. As as, as a man who uses IT a lot, Chat GPT is very good. It, it answers a lot of questions that I need answers to sometimes.
0: <laughs> In ways that like, your employee actually believes it's you too. <laughs> oh,
1: exactly, exactly. Ooh. I all all the compliments. Um, I. Don't
2: know on that one. i just okay. Sorry, sorry. So the answer, the question is, what's its point, and then what is it based off of? So is what right? release
0: is it on? What release is it on?
2: Okay, um, I'll, I'll just say free, even though I know that that's wrong. Based from what? Well, uh, you've already given Adam it, said... a later
0: release, haven't you? Like. You've already I both identified that there's a later release to ChatGPT. Okay, so we'll, I
2: guess we'll all right. So we'll, I guess we'll say for I don't know what it's based off of.
0: OpenAI. Okay. OpenAI ChatGPT four. Mm. So well done. You got half a point for that one for GPT four. Half
2: a point. Yeah. Does that mean we're beat? We're currently beating your missus. Yes, she got one. Not in the literal sense, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Like Nick oh, would have. Clear. Nick would have. I'll let her know
0: you're on the way to go and beat my <laughs>
2: Well, I'm, I'm certain you would have broken both my arms already. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Okay. do
1: okay. domestic violence here?
2: <laughs> no, we do not, ladies and gentlemen. Alright. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. In iRobot, there are three laws which govern the behavior of sentient robots. What are they?
2: Um, Robot, the first rule of robotics is that robots aren't allowed to harm humans. Um, The second rule of robotics is that they are not allowed to uh, harm other robots. And I think the third law of robotics is that they can't harm themselves. Um, The annoying thing is each of the laws has a precedent and i find it, it all of the all of the original irobot books um which my dad uh my dad did you know he, he, he made an effort i wasn't a very sociable child i wasn't an easy child to get along with he tried to introduce these theories to me way before the will smith film um looks at what happens if you play around with those laws So, in one of the stories, they lower, uh, or they heighten the, uh, oh wait, no, 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 sorry. Cannot, okay. Cannot harm humans. Must obey humans. Uh, Cannot cause an action that will cause harm to itself. So, sorry, it's harm humans, Mm -hmm. obey humans, cannot cause action that causes harm to itself. Yeah. I love it because in one of the books they created this probe, which is supposed to um, go out into space. I think it is and uh, fly into this anomaly and like do its do its best to like scan it. They height because it cost a lot of money and the people wanted their money back afterwards. They heightened the third law to the level of the second law at which point the robot gets caught in a contradiction because it must obey humans in that it's got to go scan this thing, yet it also can't do anything that's going to cause harm to itself when it perceives danger. So it goes to a certain distance away from this anomaly where the data is still useless and then just circles it. Um, And then you've got the... yeah, you've then got, uh, like, the, the iRobot, the film, from, was it 2010 or was it 2007? Will Smith,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, it's one of those. I don't
0: know dates, I don't know dates, but it's the Will Smith okay,
2: one, yeah. But, yeah, uh, they looked at how what a machine does when it starts to question uh, these laws, but then also comes up with its own interpretation of them. Mm. So the problem in that film is that, sorry, I'm autistic myself. Occasionally I remember things, I'm just remembering things now. Um, Vicky, uh, the sorry spoilers for the two thousand and something film. For thing, <laughs> Vicky understands that it can't do things which allow to cause harm to humans. But it, but she realizes that, um, by allowing humans to live free and being subservient to them she is in fact allowing harm to occur to humans because of humans because of humans and so what she then tries to do is place herself uh in the head of governments yeah because in in order to fulfill that first law
0: yeah which we've discussed in the past haven't we like you mentioned iRobot when i was discussing like ai ai as like leadership
2: but it's, it's, it's fine. It's it's a it's a it's a brilliant set of books. I would recommend any of the iRobot series by Isaac Asimov. Uh, Isaac Asimov was a science fiction writer. Uh, weirdly enough, he wrote these books before uh, the first computer was truly truly made. Although you can argue that Ada Lovelace came up with the um, the format the mathematical equations that made computers possible. Um... You know, he came up with a lot of... He came up with a lot of this stuff before science fiction had made it all possible. Like, loads of people have been scared of Iron Men or the idea of machine people. Yeah, it's one reason Um, why they
0: made the robots look like robots, isn't it, in iRobot?
2: Yeah, yeah. But, like, the the reason... But the thing that I... The thing that I really respect about Isaac... Asimov is his use of satire um as a you know what sorry guys moving on to the next question i'm not sorry <laughs> listeners apologies you're all good, he's a good the main he's point a good writer.
0: rounding it off the main point is that you've got the 2. three point five laws. ladies you got general. the three you've got the three laws well done buddy well done <laughs> fantastic so yeah exactly that a robot cannot harm a human Um, or by its inaction, allow a human to come to harm. The second law is that a robot shall obey instructions given to it by a human unless that that instruction contravenes the first law. And the third law is that a robot shall avoid actions and situations that can cause it to come to harm itself unless it contradicts with laws 1 and 2. That's it. That's exactly it. There you go. Um, Okay, so question four. Going on a bit of a history lesson now. So three uh, three artifacts were found in Iraq in 1936, which it is thought, when used together, could possibly form the earliest battery ever used. What is it called? The silence the three, is beautiful.
1: Uh, three artefacts found in Iraq.
0: Yep. Yeah, which it is thought that when used together, they could possibly form the earliest battery ever used.
1: Uh, is it...
2: It's, in it's Agamemnon's lemon jar. No. Um, it's,
1: I mean, it's probably something similar, isn't it? It's going to be so, it's some form of saline liquid or something in a jar... With two prongs, that maybe mm-hmm. it the the liquid held a charge, similarly to how like you can power a light bulb with a lemon.
2: Uh, um, well, the the of weird twitching.
0: Wrong. You are not wrong. No, no, no. The actual name you've got to think of
2: rock.
1: I I don't want to. Oh, the,
2: the, the bab the Babylonian. No. Damn it. Modern
0: day modern day names for somewhere in Iraq.
2: The Baghdad Battery. There you go. <laughs> oh my god, I thought I was being horribly racist, but I said it anyway. <laughs> no,
0: it's literally called the Baghdad Battery. Oh yes, my god. they found mm. a jar, a copper rod, and an iron um, prong, which they believe, if you put in, put the two in the jar together with some lemon juice, might create a battery. And it was car,
1: yeah,
0: carbon dated from roughly uh, between um, 200 and 300
1: AD. I think that's just people trying to science things when things don't need to be scienced.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, I that mean, that happens a lot. Here's another the one.
2: An- Go on. The annoying thing is that genius isn't it isn't a modern thing, you know, it, it didn't yeah. start in, again, apologies, my listeners will keep, yep, yeah, sorry, go with the next question, but it's just, <laughs>
0: you're fine, you're fine, yeah. you really but... need to finish those thoughts next time though, James, it, mate? we're not bothered, you need to carry on, because <laughs> okay, you fine. leave me with unanswered questions, man, like, I sit there no, after the podcast, laying in bed going, what was James going to say?
2: No, you shouldn't, don't worry about my thoughts, but anyway, just, uh, yeah, Let's, let's go with these questions. They're all sultry. Yeah. Hmm. Okay,
0: question five.
2: Um, Christopher Dunn.
0: Does anybody know who Christopher Dunn is?
1: Related to Christopher Dunn?
0: You are... I was going to say, isn't,
2: isn't he related to uh, Stephen Finished?
0: <laughs> okay, moving on. Sorry. Christopher Dunn... <laughs> who is an engineer who studied the Egyptian pyramids, wrote a book which explains his theory following 20 years of research. In this book, what does he believe the pyramids actually are?
1: Is this the one where it's... Is
2: it a spaceship?
1: No. Or is it some sort of antenna? Like a a satellite dish or something?
0: No. 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 And believe it or not, his science is—it's spot on. You can see how he came to the conclusion that he came.
1: Uh, this is be uh, semi-sarcastic. I can only think of sarcastic
2: answers. Yeah. Uh, is it the perfect triangle?
0: No, because it's not actually three side. It's not actually four-sided. It's eight-sided. the pyramids are eight-sided oh
2: get out of town they're eight-sided
0: no yep no really yep look it up look it up Um, and the mathematics on it okay
2: so all right then i then i change it Uh, the perfect No. the perfect octahedron Uh,
0: no no the um the pyramids he believes were acoustical devices to generate power
2: Wait, what? Yeah. elaborate
1: on this kind one of a bit more, Nick.
2: Okay, so. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. What kind of power? Are we talking electrical power? Yeah. How? No. How? There's two chambers
0: lower chamber and upper chamber, okay? Um, then they have uh, a big corridor that goes up the side of the pyramid, which um, has steps, not, not steps, but like slots in, right? Um, which he theorises would have held resonators of some description, something that would cause a resonation if um, hit with the right frequency, should we say, um, mm-hmm. and that in turn would generate power. Now, um, into if you think about the Great Pyramid of Giza, um, Khufu's Pyramid, there is actually, into the King's Chamber, as it's labelled, um, there is actually two shafts which go out to the surface, right? Um, and in each of those shafts, they found traces of different materials, like sulfuric acid. Um, and what they hypothesize is that it was actually like a big chemical cooking pot that you just pour. Um, certain materials into those two slots. They go into the king's chamber and then it mixes together and it forms such a vibrate like such an explosion in that area because it's so solid in stone around it because it's tons and tons of stone. It doesn't just blow out. It creates um, an, a, an explosion within itself that then causes these resonators to um, vibrate and then generate electricity.
1: The, like the earliest form of the combustion engine is what
0: they theorized it was yeah well it's what christopher dunn theorizes it is and like i said if you actually look into um his theory like it there's a lot of sense there that it makes a hell of a lot of sense and um, so i'm not one to sit and go oh yeah it's absolute bollocks and um, like ancient Egypt was built by x y and z and this is why um, but aliens. you can't, you can't rule it out. No, ne- calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you can't the rule aliens, it out, man. You can't rule it out. And likewise, I'm not going to rule out it was. Li- I'm not going to rule out that it was that it was built by aliens either. I wasn't there. I'm not going to know. What I what I do know is that it certainly wasn't built by hundreds and thousands of Jews, um, dragons, stones up. Um, dragging stones up on logs um, especially the the weight of the stones that they were dragging up it doesn't make sense and the mass doesn't make sense and none of it makes sense so there's got to be something else and Christopher Dunn's theory is
2: um, reasonably fantastic I'm, I'm really sorry which is no, 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 no I will say this, sorry I'm sticking to my original theory so far and I probably will abandon it at one point I still reckon it's just that they lied in their history books. Who are the Egyptians? Um, which, yeah, they didn't. Like because the Egyptians didn't. They they they, they themselves um,
0: tell us in their own hieroglyphics that they inherited okay. the pyramids and the the Sphinx. They didn't build it. Wait, get out of town, really? Yep. And yet, Egyptian okay. I'm Egyptologists I'm will thinking. throw that theory straight out the window. Because, um, well, it doesn't ring true with what they want to believe. So,
2: don't. Uh, but then th- you you can't you can't hold that against them. There there's talk of uh, uh, who's the guy who said Eureka? U- uh, Eureka was that Archimedes? Um... Ah, the Greek guy in the bath who, well, was it Pythagoras?
0: Pythagoras possibly. Yeah, either that or Plato.
2: Okay, the guy, the guys. Okay, so like. Well, Pythagoras, you know that... Pythagoras
0: was educated in Egypt, wasn't he? He was educated in the great library of Alexandra. So, most of his knowledge yes. came from Egypt.
2: Well, it's 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 interesting that, like, um, people die for all kinds of views all the time. I realise we're going off topic, and I apologise to the listeners, but bear with me. I love going off topic, let's one. do it more. <laughs> right, okay, great. Um, so, somebody... uh, so Pythagoras we're going to say Pythagoras Pythagoras' cult believed that there was no such thing as an irrational number a student came up with an equation that proved that irrational numbers do exist do you think that um, Pythagoras thanked the man for extending his knowledge and for disproving the theories that have come before no because that's not not how people like that work no
1: he would have had him killed
2: that's exactly what he did. He had him drowned in that bath. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding you. That is a horrible historical fact. <laughs> but that's reality, well, too, isn't it? Archimedes. There we go.
0: That's reality, isn't it? That is right. like, People are threatened by it. If you don't, if you feel threatened by it, kill it. I mean, I was in Australia. I mean, that
2: is how I act with spiders.
0: I was in Australia, and a redback came walking across the decking towards me, and I stamped on it so and that is entirely yeah it's instinctual fair. it's instinctual you know that is it's, the it's... sixth most fifth or sixth most poisonous spider in the world um i felt threatened by it it was tiny it was probably no bigger than my little toe but um it's now dead and i will tell you this the 20 minutes that followed I was almost Silverback Gorilla-esque, beating my chest. I am man. Me, man, kill big scary spider.
2: <laughs> I crushed it under my manly yeah, boot. Yeah.
0: You might be so yeah. powerful, you might be so venomous, but can't handle a size 10.
2: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> What's the next question? Okay, uh, yeah, moving oh, on.
0: Man. Okay, number six. The guidance computer built to land on the moon in Apollo 11 was the size of a shoebox at 60 centimetres by 30 centimetres by 15 centimetres and weighed 30 kilos. However, can you tell me what its storage capacity was?
1: Oh, it's something stupid. I know. It's something like it's smaller than the memory card for a PS2. It was like 64 kilobits.
0: Oh, you know what? I'm gonna give you that. Based on like this is like fixed memory, so this is like hard disk space. Yeah. Um, you can I can also tell you what RAM, unless you can tell me what RAM it had.
1: I I I might have got confused with RAM and hard hard disk space.
0: No 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 no. 74 kilobytes is the fixed memory. Is the hard disk space. 74 kilobytes. What? What? Can you tell me how many? How much RAM it had? Yeah, eight eight bit. It's
1: probably less than that. Obviously, so it's probably like.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't eight bit. It was four kilobits. Of
2: course, it was. (laughs) Okay, so a a little bit off. A little bit off. Yeah,
0: no doubt that four kilobyte came on sixteen sticks that were half the size of the entire machine
1: probably it's it's just amazing at how much that sort of data storage has grown exponentially yeah i mean well, even, even when you know i mean during the lockdown when people were obviously upgrading their machines and prices were stupidly expensive for like any sort of computer parts yeah um you were looking at like I mean uh, an arbitrary number about 200 pounds for like a terabyte of storage and now i can find a flash drive that's got like a terabyte of data storage on it for like 30 quid
0: yeah just yep.
1: you know flash memory is just so the, the technology on it is so advanced nowadays that it can just be fitted into I say a thumb drive
0: well the thing um, is when when during lockdown everybody wanted to upgrade their machines. But of course, Micron Micron and other companies that were making the chips were closed.
1: Yeah, because there was a silicon shortage as well.
0: There was a silicon shortage, the the factories were shut, um, like nobody was making the chips anymore, and yet everybody wanted to buy them. And it was like, need, isn't it? um, Demand increases value.
1: Exactly. There was lack of supply and demand went skyrocketed. Yeah, I mean, what I think it was, it was a uh, Nvidia that did their 30 series release yep. mid global pandemic. Yeah, and, and I was like, hey guys, this is going to cost you 260 pounds, and I was like, that's that's great. Yeah, and add a zero like on it. They <laughs> sold out. They sold out in minutes.
0: Yeah, and yep. all the
1: scalpers, they like say, bashed a zero on the end, and yeah. before you know it, because I, I think I bought you from. I think CEX I think I bought it um I bought like a really cheap graphics card because my other one blew up and I bought that for like 20 quid just because I needed something Mm. um and then during lockdown I sold that same graphics card for like 120 pounds
0: yeah 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 see I I wanted wanted a 3080 um and I I I built a new machine unluckily for me um the the Christmas before lockdown, right? Um, but what I did was I went right processor, RAM, um, s- solid state drive, um, case. I've got a 1060. I'll leave that in it for now. When they release the 30 series, I will get a 30 series. I'll get a 3080. Um, sound Logic, normal climate. That's Sound Logic, you know. Um, yeah. And then. It comes around to the release, when mid-lockdown, and I'm like, I can't get it, I can't get it from anywhere, and when you look on eBay and things like that, they're selling for two and a half thousand pounds.
1: Yeah, for the base model as yeah,
0: well. Yeah, yeah, That's not for one, one of the 4Win3s or anything like that, it's literally... Yeah,
1: for a, for a 3060, four gigs of VRAM, bulk standard, Bob's your uncle, RRP on them for like 180 quid. Uh-huh. So stupid I, and people, I ended like, up
0: Mounties. sticking with the 1060 for another six months, and eventually ended up buying a 3070, which still cost me 700 pounds when I got it. Mhm. The RRP on a 3070 is about.
1: Five yeah, I waited mine out, and I think I ended up getting my 3070 for about 380. Yeah. Uh, I think during like the the period of time. Where we were told to go out, but not go out, but go to a restaurant, but stay indoors, and which of I course you listened
0: to because position. you bought a new graphics card.
1: No, I ordered it online. I'm not crazy.
0: No, I meant I meant you definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely went out with your when you've got a brand new graphics card in your machine at home. You know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I went out to all the restaurants. Yeah. Um. Yeah, cooking simulator is amazing.
0: It contributed um, to all the spread of COVID from the comfort of your own living room.
1: Exactly. I was one of the good boys.
0: <laughs> I worked in care, so I I actively contributed to the spread of COVID um, without For that we having any choice in the matter. <laughs> it was either that. like It was either I spread COVID or my family don't eat. So, what are you going to do? Um, anyway, moving on. Let's move on, shall we? Um, question 7. Can you tell me who designed the first television in 1925?
1: Sounds like a James fact to me.
2: I'm really sorry. No.
1: Was it Arthur Television?
2: <laughs> uh, no, he only invented half of it. He oh, took okay, <laughs> <on. laughs>
1: <Just> the antenna. <laughs>
0: oh, um, no, that was Tony, wasn't it? Um, anyway...
1: Who designed the first television. In
0: 1925. He patented it in in 1922. No, he started playing with it, managed to come up with his idea in 1922, uh, patented it in 1923, and then managed to get his first working television in 1925. Was it Bruce Forsyth?
2: You'd, before think he so. on You'd think so. he went on television. you think No, that's why so. he set up his own career. Love it. I love it. I'm sorry. I know it's not true, but I want it to be. I'm just afraid because, of, uh, I'm afraid it's I, not. I, I, I'm going to go back I, I, and rewrite he just, he just the history of, He just got tired of dancing door to door. Like walking, walking up to thing, knocking on the door. Hi there. I'm a multi-entertainer. Can I come into your house? He wouldn't go door to door. He'd go to a tower block because then oh he can go higher right. or lower. <laughs> uh, you're right. He was yeah. he was moving up in the world. Um, right, sorry. Okay, <laughs> next question. Who, who oh, was the actual... Uh, in- oh, we're moving on in- without in- the answer now,
0: aren't we, James?
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. In the
0: but name... The it's an answer, so. <laughs> yeah, we're done. We don't need the answer. It was Bruce Forsyth. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was a a bloke called John Logie Baird. Now, I don't know you, this is an interesting fact, I don't know if you know, but in Hastings, there is a Weatherspoon's pub called the John Logie Baird. Do
2: you know why? Was it the first pub or the first building to have a television? No. No, it's because John Logie Baird lived in Bexhill. Didn't know that. Yep. Is it because his descendant of his lived there, or no, it was? It's literally to... just because
0: John Logie Baird lived hill in Bex Hill, yeah. just up the road from yeah. Hastings.
2: To be fair, that makes sense. Like you know the. Yeah, and Weatherspoons
0: get... kind of do this thing, don't they? Where they're like, oh, we'll um, we'll we'll throw a bit of a. a, a Homage to
2: this or that in our know, pub name or whatever. Oh, well well, ab- absolutely. Oh. Like for example, yeah. You know what? How much? How much information do we give out here? Because like they... ah, you know what? That's a conversation I should have had beforehand. But like, yeah, you you do see it all over the place. You're right. Like they'll name it after famous people mm. from from local areas, and
0: uh... yeah. In this instance, yeah. it was John Logie Baird. Mm. Mm. Okay, question eight. Which company produced the first
2: commercially sold mobile phone? Uh, it wasn't British Telecom, was it? No. Uh,
1: they probably sold the lines. Was it Motorola?
2: Hey, there he is. Oh my God, well done. Can you give me the year? Very nicely done. Give me the year. It's uh,
1: 2023, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll
0: I that. don't like you sometimes.
2: Can, can I take a guess at the year? Yeah, yeah. Alright, and is this uh, commercially sold? Because mobile phones were, existed in the military previous to like their commercial selling. No, this was commercially sold. Right. 1978.
1: No. Damn
0: it. Higher or lower? <laughs> Higher.
1: Does that mean it's older
0: or newer? No? Well, you didn't ask that, did you? You asked yeah. higher or lower, alright? <laughs> That's another question, alright? That's one of your lifelines already gone.
2: You're going to have to phone a friend now. I'm on... Okay, but Adam, guess, because I can't hit multiple, I can't keep on guessing. That's <laughs> okay. just not fair.
1: 19? Uh, <laughs> 90 so I mean you see the big brick ones I think that's probably what the ones that had their their own
0: battery that you like carried it or the suitcase that you like yeah
1: the suitcase for a gentleman Mm. Uh, so was that 70s that doesn't seem like a 70s thing
2: no. I thought there might. I thought there might be a slightly earlier one, or that they released them earlier, and then they became popular in the eighties when everyone decided Whoa. to be a douche. I don't know why
0: they called it a mobile phone. It was more of a walkie-talkie. Let's face
2: it. They only it, it was yeah. It was only two people that bloody had them at the time, weren't they? Well, yeah, but they it made it made them both incredibly happy before they died. of <laughs> nope. <laughs> 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 lovely long chats. Uh, Nineteen.
1: <laughs> 86.
0: 84. Okay. Yeah, Split hairs. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go over it. I would sit lower! Lower! Let's go again! No, no, no. <laughs> well, then um, we
2: do well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> number 9. Okay. The most commonly used piece of technology is the mobile phone. Mm-hmm. How many are currently in use in the world? Sorry, I said that wrong. In the world.
2: Top gear, very nicely done. Um,
1: um, well, uh, currently in use as in currently like actively in use. being used currently or in like... use. yep. Okay. because you see these uh, during like the Pokemon Go phase, there was that one Thai man from I, th- I can't know if it was Thailand or if it was Vietnam or something. I was going to say
0: that one Thai man, and then he went from, and I was like, well, I'm guessing Thailand.
1: Like, yeah, but he was from he was from sort of the Southeast Asia. Uh, he had a bike, you know, like the old Vespers that had like a thousand mirrors on them? Yeah. But he attached a mobile phone to each one and then was driving around collecting the Pokemon and wherever he went, he caused a traffic jam on Google Maps.
0: I mean, to be fair, like, he did better than my mate did because he just hacked the program and sat in his bedroom and
2: went everywhere.
1: Yeah, there is that. Anyway, sorry, mobile phones.
2: I'm sorry, Uh... ladies and gentlemen, if you did that in order to do Pokemon Go, you're a cheater. We Absolutely. Don't condone, we, we don't you're, condone your act. You're, you're, you're very, very smart, and I do tip of the hat to you. But it's a tip of the hat and then a fist shake. Yeah, <laughs> mixed mixed emotions on that one. Right, sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, well, there's at least three. Yeah. Um, Are those the
2: ones that you can physically see in your house right now?
1: <laughs> uh, well, there's mine, there's yours, and there's Nick's.
2: Oh, that's true.
1: Um... So there's a little bit more than three, I suppose. My I'm
2: I'm using a computer to do this. Like I'm, I'm I'm doing Discord on my computer.
1: I mean, I'm not on my phone, James. It might sound like it with this horrible headset, but I'm not on my phone. Okay. Um. Uh, there's probably as many mobile phones as there are humans.
0: How many humans are there then?
1: Well, that's a different question. Um. Well, no, it's, it's process of elimination, isn't it? Because then you've got to take so, away
0: the infirm and
1: children. I mean, children have mobile phones nowadays, don't they?
0: Okay. Infants.
1: Infants. Infants have mobile phones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we've so opened would, the door.
2: Yeah. We're probably
1: in the millions, aren't we? Let's be...
2: Are we talking in the UK now? <laughs> okay, fine. I'm I'm, I'm just going to guess a number, okay? You go. yeah. 200, 200 million. a drop in the ocean god damn
1: we're probably okay so we I'm gonna guess
2: the eight bit on the moon landing computer all over again
1: a yep, hundred yep. 100 billion
2: now that
0: is ridiculous <laughs>
2: You would do it better dollars. when you went along
0: the lines of trying to work out the populace of the in of the of the, <laughs> of the world, man. Like you'd have got a better answer. Right. Look, there I, are I, eight billion people on the earth, okay,
1: and each one has a million phones each.
0: <laughs> you take away everybody's nan, no. <laughs> all right, and your youngest niece so
1: it's a little bit shy of eight then so it's probably what like six or maybe five
0: six point eight four billion mobile phones in use in the world right now and they wonder why cancer so cancer so rough and the that silence be, like and that. the silence. <laughs>
2: Oh, cool. alright you know what the joke I made earlier was going to talk about cancer but like I don't know if any of our listeners have loved ones who's suffering with that and it's a horrible it is a horrible, horrible condition. condition absolutely horrible you condition
0: know. there is hypothesis that 5G and 4G and all the rest of it causes it who's to know oh, there's too much money being made off of these machines to actually get honest answers from companies so you're never really going to know are you um, question 10 GPS revolutionised travel after its release in 1983, and further assisted the public by being combined with mobile phones and sat-nav systems. How many satellites are there which assist with GPS systems?
2: God damn it! I was really banking on you asking what does GPS stand for, which is Global Positioning System. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't actually know the answer to the question. <laughs> uh, let's, 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 let's say three thousand. There you go. I mean, there are a
0: lot of satellites in in the atmosphere, but there's not that many all localized around GPS. Adam.
1: Well, because they have to triangulate things, don't they? Because yeah. that's how it's it just,
0: works. Just means three, surely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's about around three. Or well, I suppose if you think of a three D object, there's going to be what, like five, at the very least.
0: Okay. Well, give me a number, give me a number. Uh,
1: uh, 15.
0: Okay, okay. Reasonable. Um, there are 38 total satellites that can help with sat- uh, with nav and GPS. Really? Um, that yep. few? 38, yep.
2: Um, however... So if I have my flying monkeys fly into the upper atmosphere and shoot down, like, yeah... You'll probably get, then, or... You're probably
0: more likely to get a SpaceX one that's been listening in on conversations more than a GPS one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, 38, but it's actually, like, they have the capability of having 38 because there are 38 up there that have the capability, but they're actually only probably more using 26.
2: That's really... That's I'm really honestly surprised it's that few. Yeah,
1: yeah it's a lot fewer than I would have thought
2: yeah is it okay is it are we just bouncing signals is that how gps works yeah absolutely oh so it is just that they're just mirrors yeah in a way just
0: you send a packet from your phone and then that goes up to a satellite and then that gets bounced back to you and it right so it's just a ping test yeah essentially
1: yeah that's that's all that's all that's all that's all how data sent it's all sent via packets it pings from your phone up to a satellite if you've spoken to someone in the rough geographic location, shoot, we back down the same satellite, and then to that person's phone or that yeah. person's device. Yep. Yeah. And you, you, that's just generally how data transfer works in those and sorts GPS of things, obviously
0: it will send out to a couple of satellites. Um, yeah. you properly, properly triangulate yeah. your signal, yeah. Okay. There you go. So um, a few good answers. A few good answers. Better with the earlier ones, I think. I kind of, um, like I said, the questions were written off-paste. by an autistic <laughs> bloke, so you were screwed from the start, guys. Like, um, but when it, well, you know what it's like, James, you end up with such niche knowledge. Unless you're looking at yourself in the mirror, you, nobody's going to get all your answers
2: right, are they? No. Uh, how how did we do out of the ten?
0: Um, I wasn't recording, but I can work it out. So you got the movies, so we'll go with two for that. Um, you've got ChatGPT4, but you didn't get OpenAI, so we'll mm. go with one for that. iRobot, you got all three of the laws, so we'll go for three.
2: Um, three artifacts. Thank you, I, got... Got, I got that on the second attempt, so if yeah. you wanted to be a dick, you could do no, that. Like, I'm only going to give you two. No,
0: absolutely not. I mean, these questions were cryptic anyway, so let's be fair. Um, so, you got bag, bag Battery, so let's go with one for that. Um, you didn't get a power plant um, for the pyramids. Uh, you didn't. You. I give. I'll give you the fixed memory for the computer, um, but you didn't get the RAM. Um, and you didn't get who designed the television. You did get the mobile phone. Um, you didn't get how many mobile phones exist, and you didn't get the satellites. So we'll, we'll go with nine out of a possible sixteen.
1: More than half
0: is all I can hope for in life. Yeah, that was a good. It was good. Well done. Well done. Some of them, you really surprised me. I mean, some of them, you literally, you literally guessworked the answer. Uh, I'm pretty sure I remember Adam shouting out, "Is it Terminator?" Um, (laughs) (laughs) In that voice. uh, um,
1: You you were like, "Is it an older film? Older than the Matrix? I don't know." bloody terminator
0: <laughs> exactly exactly i mean you, you don't buy a ticket mate you're never gonna you're never gonna know are you? um but yeah really good stuff really good stuff and you learn stuff at the same time which is always good with a quiz um, we had fun on the way we had fun on the way we didn't kill anyone uh, because we're all sat in different rooms which is And we didn't steal anyone's data
1: <laughs> We didn't if steal you
2: have... i did i if made you... the quiz i suppose if you want to know who invented the tv just go to Hastings and travel to Spoons, or look it up online.
0: Yep, yep. As a matter of fact, if you go into the John Logie beard, they have his history on the wall. Um, I, suppose, I
1: thought you were have a TV, but the sounds off. Which is where I <laughs> learn.
0: It's where I learn. And um, can is another one, right? here's one question for you? Can you guess which one of the questions my partner got right?
2: Uh, it wasn't randomly the free, the free laws of robotics.
0: No, no she's never watched iRobot. Robot. Um,
1: is it? Is it the first one about the movies? No,
2: no, she's not a movie. She's not a movie buff. Okay. And she randomly guessed thirty-eight. No, no, no or does no, she no.
1: really like the Egyptians and knows a lot about pyramids? <laughs>
2: uh,
0: she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't. But. She is with a bloke that is neurotically autistic about the Egyptians. Um, so yes, that's the question she got right.
2: Okay, because she'd heard you talk about it like yeah for Edmundry a, cu- for a hours, couple of hours for a couple of hours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, those bloody Egyptians <laughs> <laughs> badgering on about their bloody power plants. What's yeah. he like, eh? Hey?
0: <laughs> You just can't shut him up sometimes. Sometimes I just put a cardboard cut out of myself in front of him and he just goes off by himself. <laughs> uh, but I do have one more question for you both, and I'm going to go individually to you. But my final my final question, um, and it is subjective, which is why I'm going like this. right? What has been the most revolutionary technology developed by humanity? I'm going Can to start I...
2: with James. Um, okay, so this is going to be controversial and possibly not. Well, it's subjective. It's completely a, a opinionated, yeah. isn't it? So, like, feel free. Okay, so I'll... all right, fine. Um, I. All right, so I'm agreeing with Stephen Fry here. So I don't necessarily agree with uh, everything, but uh, he, I think he made a very good point when he said, uh, "The printing press was the most revolutionary." Uh, thing at the time not at the time sorry he believes that the printing press was the most revolutionary piece of technology throughout history because he can imagine a world without cars he can imagine a world without planes or any one individual thing he can't imagine a world without books and the printing press made the vast variety of books or the the cheapness of books, interestingly, and
0: possibility. interestingly, mine was books.
2: Just books in the whole, yeah. so not the printing press, just the ability. No, yeah, exactly.
0: But it, I mean, it, it ties in yeah. with yours. I mean, but the mm. the reasoning behind that for me is because humans are so forgetful, and what yeah. books
2: gave us was long-term the ability memory. to write write stuff down.
0: Was extreme long-term memory. Um, yeah. And not everyone can
2: be jack Reacher.
0: no no adam mm.
1: uh i was thinking along the lines i was like oh what what, what's caused or what's helped along the way and so i was like oh, maybe something along the lines of uh power and the manufacturing of power so not necessarily like fossil fuels but just in general electricity and storage of electricity you know well, we batteries. had to wait all
0: the way until the eighteen hundreds for that.
1: Yeah, but like, without power, it's a lot of modern day things wouldn't exist. So my first thought was, oh, the internet was quite re- revolutionary. Oh, but if we didn't have power, we wouldn't have computers, and so that yeah. if we didn't have computers. So that it sort of yeah, back backwards compatibility and all that, you know, because yeah, it would have been a completely cut. different
0: world if if gas had have continued. Uh, to be the the power of choice wouldn't it
1: yeah exactly or you know just if we didn't you know develop you know power what about light bulbs and keeping you know lighting things up we'd still be using as you say gas candles and all sorts of other instruments mm. you know eventually you know i mean we're having problems at the moment with bees dying out you know if they keep taking their whack to make candles for
2: everyone they all died out years wait, ago wait is that thought... okay yeah that's that's it um,
0: I can only see a minor flaw with that. I'm pretty sure their wax is a byproduct So they don't really need it.
1: Yeah, but they would have been farmed relentlessly though, wouldn't they? If the only way we could really light up how homes and streets would have been through yeah. candles yeah. or yeah. You know, yeah. I mean torches. we would we
0: would we would have ended up farming cows a lot more yeah.
1: Oh yeah, we would uh, we would have we would have found things to burn.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. you just put 3,000 cows in a shed and then have a tube coming out the
2: side and then bottle up their farts. Right.
1: Yeah, guys, oh, would have burned things, wouldn't they?
2: Maybe I'm going too far back here, but what if the most important invention is iron? Invent? No, uh, see, uh,
0: this is where I kind of go, because I did think about this. I don't mm-hmm. really think you can invent iron. You can but the process, discover, yeah, the, the manufacturing discover. of iron. Yeah, I understand I, that. I guess
2: the manufacturer, like, yeah. okay, fine, the, the, the conversion process from an uh, ore into a metal. Mm. As, yeah. as iron ore is found, you don't find lumps of iron. You find lumps of gold, you find lumps of electrum, you find lumps of silver, yeah. you find a number of other alloys, but you, you never find... Oh. oh, careful, I've just picked up an iron stone.
1: Oh look! Look at this—a perfectly formed hammer. Oh, and get it is.
2: Unless you're in an yeah.
0: archaeological dig site. Yeah, yeah. That'd be
2: amazing okay. if that was true. Well, maybe, maybe I
1: wish,
0: maybe the, I wish well, that
2: was.
1: Humans' greatest invention was the, was the power of
2: friendship. I honestly believe it is the greatest treasure. But then again, I have watched far too many 1980s films. <laughs>
1: and my
0: little Christmas Pony. day yeah. at James's house is wonderful. <laughs> it's all white Christmas. And...
2: That's James's house. And the Super Mario out. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> the Wait, the, the original oh, it,
0: oh that film was so good
2: though. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah.
0: so when when that little um, the little Bob-omb the the physically acu- accurate Bob-omb is just walking around the sewer floor like chuckle yeah. every time. <laughs> It looks so cute. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've really enjoyed today. Thank you very much for your time, guys. I'm going to round it off there, though. Um, if you guys are happy and you guys are done.
1: Yeah, I've, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Thank, thank you very much for, for coming along,
0: and um, thank you very much for seeing out our tenth episode with us.
1: Been a pleasure.
0: Any more from you,
2: James? Uh, thank you to everyone who's listened uh, for ten episodes. Um, you have the patience of a saint. Um, yeah, and thank you both for yeah for having these conversations.
0: No worries, no worries. Thank you listeners again, and uh, take care. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.